Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is with Meredith Ketchell. Meredith and I talk about Juggalos and Drag Race and how I wish there was a Juggalo Drag Race Queen on Season 9 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Hopefully in 10 to 9 months I will find out if there is finally a Juggalo Drag Queen. Do Juggalo Drag Queens exist? I don't know. Please, if you know of any, contact us at youmethemeverybody.com. Before we begin, some plugs... Uh, in a few weeks, in two weeks, I will be in Atlanta for the Crom Comedy Festival. Remember, you meet them, everybody, live in Atlanta on Saturday, May 21st. And then on Thursday, May 26th, you meet them, everybody, live returns to Chicago, specifically to the Hungry Brain. That will be a very fun show. I am looking forward to it. Our June dates are going to be fun. We're going to have a guest host do the first one in June, and then we're going to be at the Kennedy Center later in the month. So stay tuned for announcements for that stay tuned wow what bullshit anyways this is a fun episode to listen to probably if you're in a cubicle or you're walking or however you listen to podcasts so uh, without further ado juggalos meredith ketchell and me all right you were listening to chance the rapper yeah dude the new uh he was on fallon last night man i fucking love chance the rapper he's so good what a controversial statement I know, right? Coming out of a white girl's mouth, too. Wow. You're real Chicago. <laughs> oh, man. We call it Chirac here. So. <laughs> or so Chi Tower. You should know that. What's going on in Chirac today? Uh, it is fucking 75 degrees outside. That's what's up right now. And uh, I was sick yesterday, so I ate, I mean, just all the vitamins in the entire world, which kept me up until like four in the morning. So I spot cleaned my house and drank wine so I could go to sleep. And and it was like a way to like surprise sober Meredith and it worked. Um, so you drunk clean. I, yeah, I left a, like a, a nice little present for myself. I'm pretty happy about that. That's pretty great. I know. Right. When's the last time you did something productive when you were drunk? Every time I've ever been drunk. Oh, fuck you. I think I'm more productive a little bit buzzed. Oh, this sounds like an alcoholic. I feel like I'm more productive a little bit buzzed at home than completely sober. Um, okay. So, yeah. like, I always, I always intend to be super productive. I'm always like, okay, one glass of wine always, like, really helps me write something. Or it always, like, gets me started on a drawing that, like, loosens everything up. And then I immediately have that second one and I lose all momentum. Do you sit down when you watch television? Yeah. Who doesn't sit down when they watch TV? I don't sit down a lot when I'm, like, watching TV at home, especially if I'm alone. You just, like, stand, like, next to the couch? I don't stand. I keep moving. And there's always something to, like, do. So, like, I'll do dishes and watch an iPad in front of me. And, like, so, like, I'm getting stuff done and I'm watching something. And then if – so, like, I was watching Drag Race this week, right? Which is amazing. This season of Drag Race is so good. Anyways. Um, yeah, I so saw I came down to, what is it, Bob the Drag Queen and Kimchi? Kimchi and then a very uh, attractive young person that does not deserve to win. And I will not mention her name. She's not a bad person. I like her very much. But, like, we don't need to give it to another young person. It needs to go to Bob or Kim. And I'm leaning more towards Kim because Bob now just set up a Kickstarter to fund his, like, sitcom pilot type thing. It's like... No, dude, don't do that. You've just wasted so much goodwill. No one's ever been like, oh, Kickstarter, I should definitely like that person. It's always been the opposite. Don't do that, right. Bob the Drag Queen. You're about to either win $100,000 or go on a year-long tour where you can gross easily $200,000. Don't ask for $70,000 two weeks Seriously? before the premiere, Bob the Drag Queen. 
I really hate when people. Also, that leads me to believe that no, Bob didn't win. Like clearly, you just like you you spoiled it for everyone by being a needy little bitch. But like, good on you for doing that while you're still relevant. Like, before you get kicked off? Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean, but the way the drag race system is set up now, it's not about winning and losing. It's about the long game. The most referenced drag queen did not win. Alaska Thunderfuck did not win. But RuPaul says hi and bye the same way as Alaska every single time. Alaska has a web series on the uh, World of Wonder network. Alaska's on the current uh, uh, Drag Race Superstars of perhaps blah, 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 the tour. She sells the most merch. There's been multiple t-shirts this year of former queens. Alaska's second only to RuPaul. What the fuck, Bob the Drag Queen? Why are you trying to win? That being said... Bob the Drag Queen produces a series for you, like a little like web series. It's pretty fun. The fact that he's using his smartphone while on tour, I like that. I like productivity. I like making. I like content creator. I like Bob. I really like Bob, but it needs to go to Kimchi. All right, good to know. Anyways, I have not seen you that passionate yet. Oh yeah, there's like five things in life, and they just rotate. Um, <laughs> And I feel like we've touched on, like, many of your favorite things, which is wrestling, um, Smashing Pumpkins, Nirvana, yes. your wife, and now RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, the, rest, the, the way I love Drag Race and wrestling is the same. Straight up okay. the same. Um, okay. I no longer respect either Nirvana or the Smashing Pumpkins in anything they've ever done. Uh, and, I, and I like a lot of them as JKs at this point. Okay. But yeah. I don't... In a weird way, I I think drag race and wrestling is more real than any other sporting event ever. Break that down for me. Okay, so what do you follow sports at all or no? I watch the Cubs. Are you a baseball fan? Yeah, okay. I like baseball. Baseball is amazing. It's 162 games. There's 20 plus guys on the squad. I think it's like 24, 25, whatever. Uh, they have a manager, and the manager really only matters for a winner plus like five to ten games, and the general manager matters a ton. So it's a billionaire playing with a, or, sorry, it's a millionaire playing with a billionaire's money, and then other millionaires hitting the ball. But there's really no incentive for them to be kept around or to be loyal or anything like that. There's every type of political affiliation, uh, but and we're all essentially playing for an an arbitrary location. That's what baseball is, and I love baseball. I'm a big baseball fan. Yeah. But drag race and pro wrestling is we're playing the idea of a sport, but it's not a sport. And the ultimate winner is determined on popularity. And what determines that popularity? Your charisma, your uniqueness, your nerve, and your talent, both in wrestling and in drag race. What you can get across could actually change the world. Where in baseball, all you can get across that will change the world is something in a negative form. For example, Ricky Henderson. Ricky Henderson is the greatest baseball uh, base dealer of all time. But he was incredibly, like, uh, megalomaniacal and just spoke in the third person like he's a fucking senator. So no one liked Ricky Henderson, right? Kirby Puckett was my favorite baseball player growing up. An amazing backstory. But the only thing people remember Kirby Puckett for now, as they should, is that he was a one-eyed rapist and then he he pissed in a Minnesota parking lot. Like, he was disgraced upon his retirement. He's a piece of shit. Right. Obviously, in the 90s, if you follow the Cubs at all, clearly, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire, it's all steroids. There's not a positive thing. Drag Race and the WWE, in a weird, fucked-up way, are able to do more positive things than a baseball team. 
Give me an example of some of those positive things. John Cena number John Cena is like the easiest. Number one, example. like uh, yeah, Make a Wish. Number one Make a Wish guy, amazing dude, um, and that's awesome. And for Drag Race, clearly you're 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 presenting this like fun theatrical thing that that nods. And, and, and acknowledges its past. They reference Paris is burning like every other episode. Bob mm-hmm. has been arrested for marriage equality. That's why I think he has a really good shot at winning, even though he's doing this bullshit $70,000 Kickstarter thing. Anyway, uh, they're able to push a social agenda while entertaining more than, say, Bryce Harper on the Washington Nationals, who is just a phenom. But he's still stuck in a dugout with Jonathan Pavelbaum, who's going to choke him out, and he's a piece of shit. And there's like... It, it, it's all convoluted. I mean, the Cubs are a great example. The Cubs you have, uh, the Rickett family is insanely interesting. You got $5 million was donated to the Scott Walker campaign, the presidential campaign that did not last very long. I don't know if you know that. No. Uh, another member of the Ricketts family worked for the Obama administration in a, in a, in a weird way. Like, so they're canceling each other out. You can't, you're, you're trying to play all sides when you're a professional sports team, but when you're a professional wrestler, you can't really play all sides. You kind of have to pick and choose. Same with Drag Race, and I love it for that. Man, it was like you were reading off something. That was so perfectly said, sir. No one likes to talk to me about this stuff. I love it. I love it. I understand. It turns a lot of people off because it just sounds like the rantings of a crazy person. I mean, absolutely. So you do hear yourself, so that's Clearly. good. Clearly. I have to edit this back. <laughs> I'm glad, though. I don't think, like, I was just, like, listening to you talk, and I was like, I don't think I have anything that I can, like, really, like, get down and, like, nitty-gritty fucking tear apart anymore. What made you want to be an artist? What made me want to be an artist? Yeah, what was the thing? Or was it a thing? I, no, I don't think it was a thing. It was just always something I was good at and I liked doing and I was better at it than most people. And I liked that. You liked like being better than others. Yeah. So you, and then the- I went to art school and I wasn't better than anyone else. And I kind of like learned humility and like learned what I actually love about art. Which is? Um, I can do or say anything under the pretense that it is art and it kind of gives me like a free reign to do whatever I want. Why wouldn't you be able to say and do whatever you want without that pretense? I think if I was just like a nurse practitioner and I was painting, for example, like I'm going to turn the computer right now, like just like a nude picture of myself with a ham. Like I wouldn't, it just wouldn't go over that well with all of my friends in Naperville. Do you know what I mean? Like it just, it gave me the permission to live the life that I saw on TV. Oh, okay. But there are other jobs that would allow you to live that life. Well, I didn't know that when I was 18. Do you think if you knew about those jobs, you would be an artist? Oh, give me an example of one of those jobs. I mean, you kind of have one now as a stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um, what about, I guess, what about like a curator or a, a radio station program director or a, a bar manager? That's a horrible example. Yeah, <laughs> sound terrible like you're going to a place to work with people and that sounds fucking awful i work wherever i want with whoever i want and i never have to really talk to them and that's awesome that does change it a lot okay so you like the freedom of being alone and being able to get across ideas that you otherwise wouldn't yeah absolutely and i mean that's not the main focus and i haven't really like my personal art has stagnated while i am like busy with my other like illustration jobs Mm -hmm. But um, for the most part, yeah, I like that. And I, I like the attention that art gets me. 
I have, if I'm being perfectly honest, I love, I love when people are like, this is good. When this is the last time you had your own show? My own show? Yeah. Um, my own show. Well, last summer uh-huh. I was up at the, oh God, I can't remember the name of the space. It's down, it's at like, it's in Wicker on Milwaukee, south of like the Flatiron. I don't know, whatever. It's, it's like all run by ladies, which is really cool. Um, but I got to put up all my stuff and then there was like a, this weird punk show where we were doing live art and it was a contest. And then I won a gallery show there because I won, but I never got back to them. So I really have to do that. Why haven't you gotten back to them? Because I don't have enough content to fill the space. Okay. So it seems like, okay. Okay. So are you placing the books ahead of the like physical art? in a space what do you mean well you have books coming out this year oh yeah so yeah okay i'm doing doing like uh yeah like a mass quantity thing because i've never done it so like yeah that is like a thing that i want to do i've had gallery shows but at the same time like i think i have a block right now with comedy and art where like they're kind of like they both want to like fuck with each other but they there's no I don't want to do storytelling anymore. And I don't want to like have that come out to my art and me fucking comedy and like, blah, blah, blah. And like, these are, these are really weird stories. Like I just want to create weird stuff. And you would feel like you could create weird stuff more like in a painting illustrations, et cetera, way versus on stage with a microphone. Exactly. Like, I feel like if I was like to truly try and do like the stuff that I think is funny, like, you know, it just, it would come off as phony. For whatever reason, that's what I think. Okay, and to and it and in a way, that's why I'm so passionate about Drag Race and RuPaul and uh, the WWE. Okay, because Be- what, what you just said, what did you just say? Like when you get to the like the crux of it, that I'm afraid of doing what I like to do. No, 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 no. opposite, opposite, opposite. You're you're doing something that you you feel you feel more like honest, and you could express exactly what you want to express. Mm-hmm. With my art, yeah. With your art. Well, that's yeah. what these performers are doing as well. Mm-hmm. And in theory, that's what I'm doing with my talk show. And that's what I'm doing with my job, etc. And it's the same with the Nirvana thing back when I was a teen. Um, I'm By the way, for the listener at home, we're doing this over Google. What is it? The Hangouts. How can I not remember Hangouts? I remember. And I, and I don't usually look at myself. And I have real weird hair right now. I have a very, very long it's hair. It's very fucking seagulls. It's very, very long hair. I'm a very long-haired man. Anyways. Oh, um, you are. I'm able to do things and say the things that I would want to say to everyone whenever. Like mm-hmm. I always have. And that's you why. You your authentic channel in which, like, you are your most authentic self and getting the most, like, authenticity out of life. Yeah. And it, and I really just boil it down to, like, uh, if it's a party, right? And, like, who do you, who do you want to have at the party? Well, you want to have a little bit of everybody at the party. You can't just all be, like, artsy people in the corner. And it can't be all people that want to rage all night. And it can't be all people hiding in the bathroom doing coke. And it can't be all religious people. In theory, you want to have, like, I, like the older I get, the more I view it as, like, an afternoon party versus, like, a late night in a bar. But it's more like a, all right, you're going to do something with, in theory, everyone you know from 3 p.m. to 3 a.m., 
and you want to make it as comfortable and awesome and open for every single person. So you need to provide a vegan option. You need to provide a straight edge option. You need to find an open bar. You need to have drugs, but like not too many drugs, like casual drugs, but not enough to like drugs to be like, oh, we're going to do a bunch of coke. Because like the last time we had a bunch of people do coke at our house, we don't even fucking do coke. Fucking skis ended up on our roof of our garage. We don't have skis. So that was a humble part. We dug a fire pit. It was a rental. Like, you don't dig a fire pit if you own. That's the some... Anyways, that's how I look at life. That's how I look at the drag race, the WWE, and sports and all that. And I feel that drag race and wrestling allow more people into that party than just baseball. And that is coming from a baseball Ah, uh, Yes, absolutely. 100%. I, I completely agree with that. That's all. I just want a party, bro. I just want to party with all the weirdos. Like, who let the juggalos in? Well, that's funny. That's a, that'll be a great story tomorrow. That's the thing about the juggalo thing. It's like I'm genuinely afraid of juggalos. Who's and, not? Man? They're like legitimately dumb people in mass crowds. But, but, but my heart aches for them. Yeah, they just want acceptance and love and like a community. They, they're the 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 word that they use most often is family. How could you hate someone that does that? Oh, because of every single other action that they do, they're still wearing jinko jeans. Like they they love. Oh, they're just terrible. Man, when was the last time you wore tight pants and you're like, boy, I wish my pants weren't so tight. I wear overalls most days. So. All right, well, you're a bad example. The problem is, <laughs> listen, pants sometimes are tight. Don't give – Jenkos are a nice, comfortable option. It allows room for growth. There's always enough material. If, if You know, if my friend's wearing shorts and they get cold, I want them to be able to lay across from me, and both of us can, can like, enjoy the warmth of our bodies in denim. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Don't judge. Have you okay. been to the gathering? No, I have not taken that hipster fucking pilgrimage to the the fucking gathering of the juggalos to go make fun of a bunch of idiots. Well, is it making fun if you're going to learn? Serious question. Dude, like, are you telling me that no one is going there with fucking expectations? Of no, like, no, every single person is going there with expectations. And, and all, are they almost always fulfilled? Um, I don't know, because, like you hear back from people that we know that have performed at that festival and they're like, it's actually pretty cool. Like they're nice people. As what long are we as you're like, that festival? Yeah. You know, a bunch of comics that have performed there and like Colt Cabana's performed there multiple times and shit like that. Oh, I didn't, I don't know any comics that have performed there. All right. Well, you can get to be more famous comics to perform. At the I'm gathering. just saying, like, I know Joe McAdam went there and like yes. interviewed people, but it was like to be a silly, a silly fucking cool guy. Which it was. It was hilarious, and he's the best. But, you know, like, at the same time, like, <clears throat> it's that whole, like, vice jerk-off fucking, that whole community of, like, oh, we're just so fucking smart, we're just gonna make fun of everything, and we know everything, and, like, but also we know about Benghazi. Like, I hate those people. I hate them. And I think I am one. And that fucking kills me. Well, just don't be one. Just don't be one. Well, yeah, I, don't I, be I, going. I go with, no, just it's simple. Just go in with respect. I go in with respect everywhere. You just called them all stupid people. They're all stupid people. I don't know what you want me to say. I don't That's think they're all. Stu- I don't that. think. I think That's that they're. You're asking me to respect stupid people just because they're around. Yes. I. They glorify stupidity. I can't respect that. 
Okay. Let's break it down. Okay. What is disres- What is stupid, serious question, about being a juggalo? I'm not saying that being a juggalo is stupid. I'm saying that their fan base is normally, like, of all the documentaries I've watched and all of the juggalos that I went to high school with, they are the kids that were always in in-school detention who... Do you what? want to say something? Why are they in detention? Because they were acting out. Why were they acting out? Because they have fucking, like, pills that they need to be taking and they don't take. You sure that's it? You don't think it's all... They don't get enough attention at home because they probably come from families who are either working too much or have substance abuse problems. Okay. So why are we shitting on them? Because they suck, dude. And the things that let's stop. Help them suck less. How do I help them suck less? Invite them to the cool fucking hipster bar. Oh my god, I can't think of anything that they would hate more. Well, there's gotta be some common They hate us here. as much as we look down on them. I say we'd look down on no one. Man, that's the thing. This is the one good thing about all of sports. You, there's probably way more, like, major... There's probably more Chicago Cubs Juggalo fans than there are RuPaul's Drag Race Juggalo fans. And that's a shame. <laughs> that's a really good point. I wish there was a Juggalo drag queen. Oh, shit. Season nine, <laughs> baby. Look at that, dude. Sorry to interrupt the show. I would just like to let you know that I also host another podcast called Ubi Est Mia, and it's on the WGN Plus Podcast Network. Now, I said a lot of words, I said a lot of acronyms, but Ubi Est Mia is a, is a simple idea. It's a show about Chicago by former Chicagoans. I host it. Every week there's a different guest. Uh, most recently we've had Miss Siobhan and Yuma Ray. They're a very good band. We've had comics like Jill Kogallon and Megan Gailey and CJ Toledano and Marty DeRosa. We've had journalists like Marcus Gilmore. It's a very fun show. So once again, it's called Ubi Estmia. The easiest way to find it is probably just to go to youmeetthemeverybody.com and there's a little banner at the top of the site. All right, that's it. Thanks for that little plug. Back to the show. Okay, so we're back yeah. from break and you just, you're drinking out of a, a milk jug that you bought. There was no milk in it when you bought it. No, 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 no. They were just, uh, they were in packs of three at Target and I bought, or packs of two and I bought three of them. And you bought it because you said you're a white woman. So it was really well marketed towards you. Easy purchase. Yes. As a white woman, it was right up front in the cheap section. So the first thing that you hit, so you're like, oh, I'm already spending $8. I might as well buy a $35 tank top. And then you do, and then you go home and you feel so sad. Now, why do you feel sad about that? I don't like spending money all that much. Do you have a lot of debt? I, no, I don't have a lot of debt, but I just don't, I don't, ha- I don't like a lot of stuff around, but I have so much stuff. Like I'll collect it. If, if I'm given a thing, I'll keep it forever. But, um. Do you need to purge? No, I do a purge like a couple times a year. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like my house is fairly packed in in a minimal way. Like I have a lot of books, but I don't have a lot of like vases. When is the last time you got rid of some books? Uh, last week. Okay. You are good at this stuff. Yeah. I love purging. It's great for you. It's great for the soul. Open up every fucking window, vacuum everything. Be like, I I don't know. Here's a vial of books. Put it on Craigslist. Bye. That's great. When was the last time somebody visited your house that you met via Craigslist? Hmm. A long time ago. That's for the best. You're in your 30s. 
Yeah, a very long time ago. My cousin was trying to get me. She lives out in the suburbs, and she was trying to get me to pick up something in the city for her baby that she would, you know, she'll see me in a couple weeks. And she was like, spot me 20 bucks and go pick it up. And I was just like, oh, I think you can go fuck yourself. What was the thing? Or what is the thing? Something for her baby. But like, what is, what's the something? I don't know. It was just something. She just said, here's a, I need you to go pick this uh, a thing up. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the reason why I brought up the milk jug is because after you started talking about it, you mentioned that it's white ladies and you hate yourself. And then I mm-hmm. said you shouldn't hate. And then you said that would limit everything in your life. <laughs> okay. So I think as somebody who, okay, like I'm going to mildly humble brag. Somebody who's considered somebody with fairly good taste. I feel okay. like I have fairly good taste. It means I had to eliminate a lot of things. And then I've seen a lot of things and I notice trends and stuff like that a little faster than everyone else. And I think that I started getting sick of the fucking mason jars with candles in them, like faux fucking country bullshit that women from the city do getting married in barns that they've never been to. And like, I, I, I just got so sick of it because I was inundated with it because so many women in my life did it. And that's totally fair. I didn't say anything. You said don't hate. Yeah. I'm allowed to hate that. I got tired of it. Okay. But here's the thing. I'm assuming you went to a few of these weddings. Many. Okay. And I'm assuming that a lot of your friends that got married either go to your shows or talk to you ever. So they talk to me. Yes. I would not say they go to my shows. I haven't had a friend come to a show in a very long time. That means you're an actual comic, by the way. Um, <laughs> and then, okay, isn't it going to hurt their feelings, though? If you're like, I fucking hate barn weddings. And they're thinking, like, I just had a barn wedding. Meredith I mean, was at my barn wedding. Yeah, I was at your barn wedding. I enjoyed the shit out of the free drinks and all of the cake. And I enjoy your love. Me not liking a barn doesn't mean I don't support your marriage. So I hope that people can see past that. Everyone could see past it, but what... Your wedding is not our friendship. But what do you get out of it, though? By what saying, like, what? fuck your barn. Like, what's fuck the... your barn. What don't I get out of it? Like, what, what do, what do, what do you get out of it? I get that I'm not going to do that. But do you have to verbalize that? Why? What is wrong with verbalizing that? I don't get it. Because you could just be like, here, here's a, I could just be like, hey, you're going to get married in a barn? You could just go, no. And that's it. Like, that's it. You don't have to be like, fuck you, you stupid barn. You stupid, everything's stupid. You don't have a fucking glass and a thing and a, like those candles and tar. You don't need to do that. I guess I don't need to do that. However, I personally think criticisms of like middle-class white people are fucking hilarious. And I will continue doing it as long as I'm a middle-class white person. I think it's funny. I, I don't know, man. You don't think basic girls are funny? Um, no, because I'm tired of it. <laughs> like, I don't okay, find joy that, of it. That, and this is, so I think the fact that I'm, like, investing any energy is really what's bothering you. Yes, and I think oh. this boils down to something we've talked about in the past is you don't work in an office. Right. So you don't see this. 
I mean, no. As much, as much. As much. Yeah, I don't see it, like, passing by me in the hallway, no. And I literally walked, saw ten people just now walk by that would qualify into that description. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, I gotta block it out. Like, um, I try to send positive emails or positive notes or positive anything when I am, like, incredibly angry or depressed based on others' actions. Does this make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so when you're like, fuck the barn weddings, I'm not like, fuck the barn weddings. I'm like, all right, what's a good wedding that I went to? What could I, uh, Tony, Tony had a great wedding. I just want to say, Tony, it's your wife's birthday. Happy birthday to your wife. You're a great guy. That's it. Bye. Okay, that kind of thing. Wow. Okay, well, in that that case, like, Dan and Emily, I absolutely loved your wedding. magical, and I've never cried so hard in my entire life. Like, your love is exceptional. So you've gone to your ex's weddings. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I stay in really good close contact with my exes. I love my exes. A lot of them. Some of them kind of, like, drifted off. But, like, I I take great guys. And just because, like, it didn't work out romantically doesn't mean that, like, I don't love them as a person. So you don't burn as many bridges as others? No. I, no. I don't. I don't see any reason to. My last ex and I don't talk, but that's because he was, like, kind of shitty and abusive and, like... We could talk off mic about that. Well, yeah, I just didn't want to hang out with him anymore. Like, I don't support all the things that he does. He's just a crappy carpenter. Like, okay, have a a life. Like, whatever. Uh, Don't squash my magic. But, yeah, for the most part, I mean, they're great dudes. Wait a second, wait a second. The don't squash my magic. Are you referencing something? No, I'm just saying, he tried to squish my magic, and it's just, it wasn't going to work. How often do you refer to your whatever? My life? Your life is your magic. Well, okay, so you didn't know me, like, two years ago, but, like, I was in a really, really bad relationship where he was, he didn't like who I was. Like, he did when we first started dating, but then as he continued dating me for two years, he was just like stop being so positive and like he just shit all over my comedy and my art he said you can't make a living off of this you know he was like he squished my magic and i really started to believe him and then i had great i had a great roommate and great friends and they pulled me up out of it and said remember meredith and i said oh yeah fucking great and uh yeah okay so i think you just proved my point of why you shouldn't start hating Okay, yeah, absolutely. I just, this motherfucker started hating on you. Yeah, no, I've totally been hating on, but I'm also, like, I'm trying to get across that I'm allowed to have opinions about, like, why I, one, don't like juggalos, and two, don't like people who shit on juggalos who are hipsters. Like, I can hate both. Yeah, but you're creating a Venn diagram that's just black. Like, you can't like anybody. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll give it to you. So the only people you like are the people that don't know who juggalos are. Yeah. I don't think I you actually only, like that. I only like people in the Philippines who have never heard of Jagalos. No. Yes. I have more... Ugh, I disagree completely. I think we need to cast the widest net possible to get as many Juggalos as possible. And we'll just have fun RuPaul Drag Race times. That's the only thing that's going to make everything okay. I would love you to test your theory. And I would love to watch you in a room filled with Juggalos trying to watch... Drag race. And trying to hear anything over the whoop whoops. And all of the fun homo jokes. Whoa, 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 stop, stop. What if all of the juggalos happen to be gay? Okay. 
would that make the homo jokes okay? Serious question. Okay, I'm sorry. I was just... The idea of a gay juggalo is really funny to me. Right, um, right? What if it's a whole... Like, like I'm doing... Um, doing, like, an audience participation screening, you know? I'm gauging the audience. What if it's 30 gay juggalos and, and they're all watching RuPaul's Drag Race for the first time? gay jokes is that okay <coughs> yeah okay now when they say woo woo throughout our episode of RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> is that like a compliment and if so why wouldn't I want to hear a bunch of woot woots throughout Drag Race I believe that the <laughs> I'm sorry the woot woots are like a calling card they're like a whoop whoop and then you say whoop whoop back so you, like, yeah. you know that there's juggalos around. So they would just be like, it's basically like being like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. It's How like, is, okay, really quick. Are you, you're watching this season of Drag Race, right? No, I've told you that. Well, I thought you would have watched the entire season since we <laughs> last talked because it's that good. It's only 10 hours of programming. Just come oh, on, dude. get on it. <laughs> but like Anyways. the playback for logo sucks. The logo playback is horrible. You gotta, it's so bad. Anyways. Did you try to... Do you have an iPad? <coughs> no. Okay. I think... Have, do you, you have an iPhone. You have a phone. Oh, yeah. Try it on the iPhone app. Not right now, but in general. Logo has an app? Yeah, Logo has an app. That worked a little bit better for me. Um, but you still okay. need the cable subscription? Anyways, this is completely what we're supposed to be talking about. Hey, you just need... might be totally getting off on this. This is great. Okay, so I don't <laughs> think... Okay, clearly, number one, Sharon Needles would be every juggler's favorite drag queen. Like, we're just going to show them season four again. Without a doubt. So clearly, Sharon Needles, they're on the same drugs. Like, of course that's your favorite drag queen. Oh, yeah, for sure. So what's wrong with that? Like, nothing. Literally, I think that's a dream. Okay, so now you like it. I'm kind of laughing at it, like, while I'm in it, but I'd be so pleased to be experiencing it. Because, like, that, that is something that is magical and will never happen again. Well, I disagree. It's going to happen every single week at our Juggalo RuPaul's Drag Race viewing party. Man, if you put it together and, like, Skype me in, I'm fucking there every week. Here's an issue with this. You live in a city. I live in a city. I, have, I don't know if I've met any Juggalo that lives in a city. They're, I mean, they're around. They're in like, the suburbs. With, uh, no, the well maybe, but like the insane clown posse came and played, I think at the Congress when it was still open, and like the juggles were around the block, like they were everywhere in Logan Square, and it was just like this is very spooky. Hello. Yes, but they're only there because that's where they're playing. Yeah, but it's just kind of weird to see them in the middle of the afternoon, like a, a man, a grown man with face paint, like rounding a corner and just being like, what? Like, it is. It's startling. Um, I, they're so fascinating. You know, they... <laughs> it's so fascinating to me. I'm just thinking like- about Juggalos right now. I almost... I DJed last night at a bar, and I have a uh, Insane Clown Posse 45 because it's the one... This is the hipster asshole. Hear me out. Uh, it's the one with that Jack White produced. Jack White produced it. Juggalo album? Jack White produced a, an Insane Clown Posse 45, and it's... What? 
Oh yeah, you didn't know this is there was like a music there was a video for it. It's a Beethoven like reinterpretation. I am not joking. What? Or Mozart. Mozart. I, was, I apologize. I apologize. Wait, I'm sorry for the listener at home. Not Beethoven. Mozart. I apologize. They actually name checked Mozart in the song. I'm completely serious. This is blowing my fucking mind right now. Yeah, um, this exists. Um I hope the oh, connection. Yeah, that is very hipstery, though. I bet Pitchfork fucking creamed when they heard that. I don't think they did. Uh, for the listener at home, I'm typing, and I apologize. I try not to type during this. And in theory, you'll be able to hear the song. Um, what I'm going to do is send Meredith the video, and I want you to hit play on the video so you could actually see it. Is that okay, Meredith? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, if there's an ad, uh, just mute the ad. Not that you need to be told that, but I said that. Jesus Christ. There you go. Good. All right. One minute and 37 seconds long. Is that right? It's a promo. Oh, it's a promo. But you'll get the idea. Okay, so it's like kind of steampunky right now. We got like a Tesla esque thing. Third Man Records. Oh my. Now, Jack, in the past two years with the Third Man Records Blue Series, uh, you've covered a range of artists from Laura Marling, Pokey Lafarge, uh, Black Milk, Daniel Pujol, Dunyan. Uh, it takes in a pretty wide range of uh, musical spectrum. Where do you think you're going to go next with the series? You know, I really don't know. I haven't thought about it too much. A lot of the records just sort of happen. They're sort of spontaneous, so I, I really couldn't say what the next record would be. Translates to lick my asshole. <laughs> Not a joke. The first line, I, I, I think the first line is uh, Mozart was dope for the most part. <laughs> um, that was Jay. That sounds like a Jay lyric. Uh, yeah, so all I'm oh. saying is know your history. Yeah, I will. Man, you schooled me. That was incredible. If Jack White and the Insane Clown Posse could be friends, why can't everybody? Yeah, okay. That's all I'm saying. That's a cool party, right? I concede my argument. That's a fun party! That's a fun party. I will no longer hate Juggalos. I don't hate Juggalos in my heart. I honestly don't. And I think that um, I'm going to have a pro-Juggalo platform. Okay. I'm trying to think. Who are you running for state senator on? I would instantly lose. (laughs) I'm I'm not a Juggalo, but I'm pro-Juggalos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so I got that in 
Oh, this is the most hipster. I bought that from the Third Man van that they like, or the Third Man like pop, like truck, like food truck, but they sell records. Gotcha. When that was parked outside of Reckless, wait for it, on Pitchfork Weekend, the year it came out. Yeah. So you could hate me from both sides of that one. I went to Pitchfork when it was called Intonation Fest, so I understand. I, I worked that festival. Yeah, I worked the one after that. What did you do? Oh, I was like the fun, I was like the happy lady in the back that was like, do you need anything for bands? And I ended up making out with one of the guitarists from Tyus Andronicus, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so we were working the same festival together, because I worked Pitchfork Year One, and I worked Intonation, and I worked the whatever. I was the guy that did the artist tents, like the press tents. Oh, okay. So we were on, like, other sides. Nope. Because I would have to go backstage all the time to, like, get people and vice versa. Oh, were you kind of by the pool then? Like... No, I was by the tennis courts before that. They, okay. Before they monetized the tennis courts, this is real inside baseball right this now. Is real inside baseball. I know what you're talking about. Though. No one gives a shit. Anyways, the day that song came out, sorry, um, go ahead. The day the Insane Clown Posse Jack White collaboration <laughs> came out, I had, uh, I happened to have uh, the hosts of All Songs Considered, Robin Hilton and Bob Boylan, on You Made of Everybody that night at the Wonderland Ballroom in Washington D.C. And I was like, we're going to play a game and you're going to judge the song. And they didn't know what it was. And then as soon as it kicked in with Insane Clown Posse, I jumped out of my desk and I was like, it's Insane Clown Posse and Jack White. And I was like, <laughs> and they were just like, and Robin was like, this is fun. And Bob was like, this is not fun. And I was like, this is better than all music ever. And everyone had a great time. Everyone had a great time, except the well-respected music critics from NPR. They did not like that at all. Yeah, no, nor should they. That's their entire job. No, they should like it, and they should realize that this transcends fucking bullshit and criticism. Their whole job is critiquing things. Fuck them. It should I don't know what you want from me. I I don't know. I don't know why I'm so anti-critic. I apologize completely. Totally fine. Sweating a little bit. I've worked you up so much in this conversation defending literally the worst things in the entire world. 